0: Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each day helping growers improve yields and increase profits. It's exciting to get to be a part of your day today. I hope you're having a happy holiday, supporting one of my nice... Holiday shirts, I'd like to see some of you start showing some of yours, tis the season. Today is day seven, we're gonna talk about boron. We're switching, we have went through the macros, NPK, we went through the secondaries. Now we're gonna launch off into the micronutrients. Bear in mind, micronutrient does not mean that it's small in importance, it just means that it's small in volume. And it is interesting because as I was doing reading last night on this, trying to get prepared, one of the things that kept coming up in three out of the four books was this. Micronutrient deficiencies are usually visual well after yield is lost. In other words, by the time we see the problem, we've already given up a lot of yield. So the best time to cure that is that at or before planting, starting with some stuff either in the row or banded by the row, or at least put on pre-emerge would be the best way to take care of that because we don't wanna get into that situation where we already have lost yield. The only book I wanna share from today is the Midwest Handbook. Just a couple of things here that I think are worthy of, of really noting. The importance of applying all micronutrients early. A high percentage of the micronutrient requirements are taken up during the first one third of the growing period, the first third of that plant's life. Therefore, it's important to apply these micros before or at planting to get maximum utilization. And then in specifically talking about what is making this happen, that we have deficiencies for micros, Well, we have several things. The biggest two are obviously we're removing large amounts of micronutrients because we're raising higher yields. And the more yield we raise, the more micros we take out. So we've been farming some soils in America, 150, 200, 300 years, and maybe we've taken crops. We have never replaced a micronutrient. It would make sense that we have depleted those over the last 200 years. There are other things that make them hard to get a hold of and make them deficient. High pH makes it more difficult. Leaching and sandy soils can make it difficult. High rates of phosphorus. Using high rates of phosphorus is one of the big contributing factors to a deficiency of micronutrients. Soil compaction is one. Cool, wet growing conditions tie up by the soil. But I found it interesting that high rates of phosphorus, which we've, most of us have been doing, are conducive to micronutrient deficiencies. So keeping that in mind, we're gonna launch off here. and We're gonna talk about boron. One of the things we need to know about boron is that the availability goes way down as pH goes up. And when we get into those high pH soils, all of a sudden we have a real situation here. So banding or foliar feeding boron is really important. We wanna get it there and get it into the plant as quickly as possible. The other thing to remember is this though, Boron's a product, it's used and you need it. It's used and you need it. In other words, it doesn't translocate. So you have boron early on. That plant takes the boron in, it stays in that tissue. It does not move to the new tissue. So we need a supply of boron throughout the growing season. That's why those guys who work with us, I encourage them, let's put a pint up front. Every time we go back, let's put another dose, one or two or three pints. You know, we're gonna we know we're gonna side dress, let's put some in there. We know we're gonna post-emerge spray, let's put some in there we know we're going to wide drop, let's put some in there. So we want to be putting boron on all the way through because it's very hard to get enough on up front for it to be available all the way through. And when we see what it's actually doing, it's important that we understand why it's available throughout the growing season. We know from our testing that we have a boron reading, it has to be at least 0.8 parts per million. And guys, I'm looking at tests every day that the boron is 0.1 or 0.2. If your tests are under 0.8, you are suffering yield loss from a lack of boron. It's an easy fix. Our product is a liquid. You can put it in two by two. You can put it in with nitrogen. You can put it in with chemicals. You just cannot put it in the seed trench. And I would suggest to you that anyone who's selling you a boron product that goes in the seed trench needs to be looked at very carefully because one of two things is happening. If they're putting enough on to do the job, then you're going to have seed damage beyond the shadow of a doubt. If it doesn't cause seed damage, they're not putting enough in there to make a difference. And so boron is really, really important, but it's important to get it on the right source at the right time, and especially in the right place. It does leach. Remember this, we have three nutrients, three that are negatively charged. We have nitrogen, sulfur, and boron. Those three run away from us. In other words, they are repelled, they are shed out, they leach out. And so it's really important to go ahead and apply those you know, every year. We're gonna to have to keep building back up beyond the shadow of a doubt. We're coming to you today, by the way, you're looking out the window of the 10th story of the Marriott in uh, Middleton, Wisconsin. We have a, a, one of the fundamentals of agronomy training going on downstairs and it's going very, very well. Lots of excited people, a lot of cool things that are being said and, and said and learned and implemented down there. We are going to give a shout out here. I'm going to be in Carney, Nebraska, Monday and Tuesday. I'll be in Bettendorf, Iowa on Thursday and Friday of next week. We would love to have you reach out to us. We would really like to sit down and talk about how it is that we can make a difference for you guys with this. As I said earlier, crops require a continuous supply of boron. Why is that? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, testing has shown that boron brings back the mycorrhizal fungi. Mycorrhizae are important for the plant to get phosphorus. It's funny how everything all works together. So when we have the right amount of boron, we increase the health of the mycorrhizae fungi. Mycorrhizae fungi, they make phosphorus available to the plant. We know that high potassium levels, some of you are fighting that, you're in an area where you have really high K, what that's gonna do is that's gonna increase your need for boron, it's even more important. But we're gonna need to have it throughout the growing season, and here's why. There are many things that boron does. As we look at all of the things that it will do, you know, boron, it's essential for seed and cell wall formation. It's like calcium in that matter. It promotes maturity, helps that crop to mature the way we want it to. It affects nitrogen and carbohydrate usage within the plant. So if you want to be more efficient with your nitrogen usage, adequate boron is really, really important. But the most important thing from where I set is this. It is essential for germination, pollen growth, and the growth of pollen tubes. Guys, boron makes the bloom in the soybean. Boron makes the helps is a huge component of the pollen in a tassel. It is a huge component of silk in the ear shoot. When we're deficient, then we end up with not enough pollen, not enough silk, not enough blooms. This nutrient is huge, and we're seeing the need go up more and more and more. And I want to encourage you to take a look at your boron levels. If they're less than 0.8, let's talk. If your soil test doesn't have a boron test on it, you probably need to get a different soil test. This is too big to let go. Guys, we love what we do. We love working with you guys. I hope you're finding value in the 12 days of nutrients. I hope you'll share it with a friend. Feel free, we're getting ready to relaunch the podcast and Karen's got some really cool things getting ready to go on there. And I want to invite you to find a better way to farm on your podcast platform of choice and give us a look, give us a rating there. If there's anything we can do, feel free to reach out, text, phone call 641-919-1206, message right here on the Facebook page. Guys, there really is a better way to do things, and we're excited to be sharing some of those ideas with you. We wish you the merriest of Christmas seasons, and we hope you are having a better day.